this week, stop trying to hit me and hit me. Or just watch The Matrix. That's what we did. This is Body Counts and Beer. Welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm Jonathan Rooney-Taylor. Oh no, now I'm Hugo Weaving. Oh! Jesus, you're so rich. <laughs> so rich. He's the trilogy master. I know, <laughs> man. God. Weirdly enough, only appeared in one Captain America. Hey. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, replaced by uh, Ross Marquand, uh, the guy from Walking Dead for yeah. the later Avengers movies. Boy. Walking Dead, that's still a thing that's happening Holy with two shit. separate spinoffs. I had no idea, but I came across that too recently. They're like yeah. at season 10 or some shit? 10 or 11, and they uh. just released a new spinoff where it's it's teens. It's teens having an apocalypse. Ooh, like yeah. a, a Stranger Things Walking Dead? Yeah, like, like a Breakfast Club Walking Dead. Oh, that's yeah, like, even better. It's like Goonies versus Walking Dead. Fuck yeah, do they all have jean jackets? <laughs> I don't know, I haven't fucking watched this piece of shit. <laughs> The Walking Dead is a great pilot movie, and that's it. The first season of Walking Dead is really good, and then everything after that, after Frank Darabont was just like, give me money, and they were like, no, and he was like, fine, fuck you, (laughs) and ran away. There's money? (laughs) There's always money in The Walking Dead. Is it bottle caps? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's Fallout. Oh, damn it. Those are so easy to carry around. Like, even the fucking comic, I never got it. Like, I tried super hard, and I even tried to get into the comic before the show got big, and it's just like, it was, it's it's so boring. It's so <laughs> boring. I don't like it because it's in black and white. Ooh, that's <laughs> yeah. disgusting. A comic in black and white? I know, right? What is yeah. this, Warrior 2000? Seriously. I mean, come on. This is, what is this, that reprint of an Appleseed manga I had in a weird comic book multi-pack oh. that I got as a kid? Oh, shit, buddy. You got to get into, uh, I think it's literally just called Chainsaw Man, but it's about a man. <laughs> it's is about it? a man that's made out of chainsaws. <laughs> oh, fuck me. That's pretty rad. Uh, he fights a monster that gives the middle finger to people to death. <laughs> Gross. It's very good. I it sounds like it. He would fight trees. No, he super wants to touch a boob though, because he's never even been kissed like that movie Sixteen again. Nice, but he doesn't have hands. He's got chainsaws. He's got. That's the tragedy of Chainsaw Man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, speaking of stupid edgelord bullshit, we watched The Matrix, woo! Woo! which is definitely the best of the stupid, stupid edgelord, edgelord bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, that yeah. may well be true. Yeah, uh, The Matrix, 1999's uh, Wachowski siblings. Uh, pseudo-philosophical action masterpiece. It's like, uh, you've seen Akira, and you've read The Invisibles. Congratulations, you've seen The Matrix. Yay! Yeah, a little bit, yeah. So anyways, The Matrix begins, as all movies do, with binary codes scrolling across the screen until a phone number is revealed. Fuck yeah! While Lawrence Fishburne says nothing but somehow... Speaks for hours. <laughs> yeah, That's going to be a running theme. 
That's like an elite motif in this sucker. This movie, had it played by like the, the rules of like economy of words, would have been 40 minutes long. At best. But 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 Lawrence Fishburne, all of his dialogue was clearly ghostwritten by William Shakespeare in full Hamlet mode. Right. Which is like, <laughs> I better take 10 acts to do one act's worth of work. <laughs> and if the fight scenes were in real time, this sucker would be a brisk 25. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the Matrix begins uh, with uh, we meet Trinity first, played by Carrie Ann Moss. Uh, she is uh, being uh, beset by police uh, SWAT teams, and of course the mysterious agents. Agents. Uh, yep. They try to they try to get her uh, in a room. She beats them up pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I like maybe two, three minutes into the movie, we have our first like slow motion stop and three sixty camera movement. Yeah. Yes. Which yeah. is kinda like one of the one of the that and like the uh the like super bullet time are kind of the two visual hallmarks of this Matrix movie. Definitely. Yes, that and the color green. Correct. Yeah. Uh yeah, it was green one wash. of the first I can't remember. Did this come out pre or post uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Because I know that Oh Brother was the first one, first movie to be like digitally graded. On its color scale for the entire runtime of the movie. I want to say this is pre. Yeah. So it might have just been like hand color correction still. Yeah, because they color correct all of the scenes that take place in the Matrix with a green tint. Yep. Yeah. This was back before Michael Bay discovered teal and orange. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, 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 Trinity uh, kicks a lot of ass. We see her do like a sweet 360 like crane kick in the air she snaps a dude's arm it's pretty cool yeah uh and then she gets sucked in through a telephone and then we meet our our hero of the movie uh mr tom anderson he's the guy what always seems to be confused and falling asleep played by keanu reeves who always seems to be confused and or falling asleep (laughs) yeah perfect casting and comparatively super young since the last thing we watched him in was john wick movies sure john wick movies done by a lot of the stunt choreographers of the matrix trilogies yeah in fact directed by his stunt double from the matrix nice yeah matrix has been very good to keanu reeves and he's been very good to the people who helped him out on the matrix yeah he bought harley davidson's for the entire vfx crew with his matrix money he made a whole movie starring tiger chen who yeah. did a lot of fight choreography for the Matrix movies. He made a whole movie called Man of Tai Chi for him. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah it's yeah. actually not bad. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, the uh, the special effects are obviously, uh, it's kind of hard to judge them because you're judging them in a post-everything-ripped-off-the-Matrix world. Yeah. Uh, but they still hold up, I think. Yeah, They I still mean, are pretty damn interesting. The special effects are, are especially like the bullet time and, like, the fast motion, slow motion stuff. Some of the, like, digital characters, like the Squiddies, the Sentinels, and the ships have, like, that... Uh, uh, like like a uh, like Battlestar Galactica like sort of fakey, not enough texture to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, but, it's that smooth early two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that's I mean that's to be expected. That's just where we were at the time. I sure. mean they're very good for uh, of the moment. Also, the first Matrix didn't have the biggest of budgets. It True wasn't now. until the second, the second and the third where they're just like take all our money. And he was like, cool, we're going to talk for like two of the hours of the movie, and then maybe there'll be some fighting with some plastic some rubber be CGI. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's like, that always ruins a movie franchise, right? Here, have a ton of money. Don't do anything creative or fun that you did in the first movie. Yeah, I mean, just like tonally, the big shift I think that happens uh, from the first Matrix to the Matrix sequels is that this first Matrix has a sense of fun, it's yes. a little goofy in times. There it are allows legit itself to jokes. Yeah. 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 Like and the the second and third matrix 
The second Matrix is goofy for all the wrong reasons. Like, it, it doesn't realize how fucking stupid it yeah. is. But if you look through it, it's amazingly funny. But then the third Matrix, there's just not even that to latch on to. It is just so self-serious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so, yeah, we meet uh, Tom Anderson, Neo, played by Keanu Reeves. He, uh, his computer is talking to him. What? Yeah, it's yeah. got my text. It's like, wake up, Neo. And this is like uh, like pre-AOL uh, instant messenger where every, like, I'm communicating through the computer is always happening on just a black screen with white text. <laughs> yeah. Right? Everything's done through DOS. It's yeah. like somebody <laughs> hacked my computer to send me a real-time IRC, I guess. <laughs> uh, he gets like a thing. It's like, the Matrix is real. Oh, knock, knock. And then there's door knocks and it's a bunch of fucking goth nerds who yeah. want their disc. Yeah, it's a uh, club weirdos. What exactly is on that disc? Do we ever have any intimation we don't, of? Yeah, we don't know. It's never said explicitly in the movie, but in the script, it is explicitly called out as a program that will erase that guy's parking tickets. <laughs> oh, fuck yes. <laughs> Which, when you see the wad of cash he forks over for this disc, is hilarious. It's hey, They say it's $2,500 or something like that. Yeah, $2, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 but I mean, you imagine he's probably planning for parking tickets to come, though, right? Sure, right. Uh, this guy's gonna be parking in handicapped spots forever oh, now. No, 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 no. Hitting all them fucking fire hydrant spots that <laughs> nobody's taking. He ain't paying any of those nah. those formerly city-owned uh, parking meters. Fuck but yeah. the joke's on him because the uh, the computer system for the parking ticketing software is like the Borg. You can only use the weapon once before it adapts. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a he's got a fork over twenty five k every time he needs to get his failure to yield erased off his license. In a nice turn of nineteen ninety nine, this program for twenty five hundred dollars comes on a three and a half inch floppy. Oh, there's there's zip drives. Yeah, I was about oh. to say these are zip disks for Ooh, sure. It's fucking rad. Uh, <laughs> I love when they put later in the movie when they're in like the the like thousands of years in the future on like a futuristic ship and they put a zip drive in a CD tray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I love stupid future. It's yeah. so great. Uh, so before the before the, the club weirdos show up, the computer tells them to follow the white rabbit and when the club weirdos, after they do their exchange, they're like, hey man, you should come to the club with us and like chill out. And then he, the main weirdo turns to his weirdo girlfriend. He's like, what do you think, Dazur? And, she, yeah. and she's like, oh, definitely. Has an orgasm on the spot. Yeah, Correct. real weird. And turns out she has a white rabbit tattoo. And Neo's like, well, better go become a club weirdo. Yeah, yep. better do it. And then he gets to go to this rad club where they're playing Rob Zombie. Oh, yeah, the, the Hot Rod Herman remix of Dragula. Yeah. And yeah, this also takes place uh, culturally where we were super sure that we were going to adopt our uh, net handles as like our real names. <laughs> For yeah. sure. It's, it's a world that posits that hackers came true. Correct. And was adopted <laughs> by everybody. Here's the thing. Uh, if I can send me to the Matrix, please. <laughs> it's everything I ever wanted. <laughs> right Is it everything you ever needed? It's, do you want it back? I, I do. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, and again, it just, boy, the cultural impact of this movie is fucking fascinating and weird, and I love it so much. Uh, but it also, again, it came out pre-9-11, where, like, 
the most horrifying thing that the human mind could possibly conceive is, what if your job was just like real boring? Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, right, right. Are there few jobs? No, that's the thing. There's jobs for everyone. There's Everybody's too many jobs. Got jobs. But here's the thing, man. They're dumb and boring. Oh no! <laughs> True facts. True facts. There though. is there is literally one homeless man in the entire movie, yeah. and he is there. Ex- Exclusively to be taken over by an agent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's well, a plot device homeless man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Neo goes to the club, and there's a bunch of dudes dancing in cages. It's a pretty progressive club. Yeah. You know, they're not. They were not trying to. Uh, you I mean, know. here's the thing: uh, clubs were always just bacchanals. They never really cared for your conservative bourgeoisie. That's true. That's true. Despite frequently being loaded with a bunch of face-hidden conservative bourgeoisie. That's true. A lot of like <laughs> young white dudes were real into club culture. Yeah. yeah. It's also worth pointing out that everybody in the like fun industrial goth club drinks soul beer. Soul. Yeah. <laughs> that the sub Corona. Yeah. You know, the one that you wanted to buy, but Modelo was better and cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Soul beer. What were you thinking? Uh, they're probably thinking, I'm on a lot of mescaline. I should put some liquid in my body. <laughs> There's like one of the club weirdos is drinking like what looks like a brandy from a brandy snifter. And everyone else is drinking this shitty, like terrible beer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Neo is approached by Trinity, uh, and she's like, oh, I know what you're looking for. I know who you are. You need to follow the thing. You know. Well, well I mean, she that's says- kind of the beginning of the movie. It's just like 30 minutes of either Trinity or Morpheus dumping riddles on Keanu Reeves. Yeah, everyone is just ejaculating rhythm r- riddles all over the place. Uh, ejaculating some- Rhythm is the name of my new uh, punk band. <laughs> ejaculating Rhythm. Yep. Mm. Uh, check us out at the, I don't know, Lucky Rabbit venue, I guess. Yeah, uh, you're, you're probably just on SoundCloud or Bandcamp. Yeah, Everybody's true. on SoundCloud. My SoundCloud just has my single. If you want my whole LP, you gotta buy my tape. Mm. <laughs> mm. You can get the order form out of my zine. <laughs> nice. Hell Yeah. Oh, you guys want to go to a zine convention and do some trades? No. No, I'd rather... (laughs) (laughs) No. No. I'd rather trade my life. (laughs) Just in. Uh, So she's... She, uh, she's like, oh, the Matrix is real, blah, blah, blah. And she says specifically, like, I know what you've been looking for. You've been looking for Morpheus. And I, has he? I don't what? know. Yeah. We've only heard his voice at the beginning, just like narrating, being like, like, you know what it is, but you don't know what it is, and you have to find it. And Ugh. we also know fucking nothing about Neo. He right. is a guy who woke up with a computer message and then went out with some dudes to do masculine. Yeah. I mean, and that's that like it. I was so gonna say, like, that's just a Friday night, dude. right? Because she's like, and we know what you've been looking for. And as an audience member, I'm like, I haven't seen this dude look for shit. <laughs> and I think that's kind of a, a thing to to go back to a lot is that this movie is it's very much in the mold of like Dark City, where it's just like I'm gonna be real confusing on purpose for like a long time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, uh, and borrows a lot of the same kind of visual elements as well. I remember distinctly the first Matrix trailer literally just used music from Dark City because yep. they did not have a score yet. Absolutely, <laughs> and the score they got 
was middling. Yeah, the s- they clearly could not afford a better score. The score for the Matrix is clearly a bunch of uh, like royalty-free house beats. Oh Correct. man! Hey, 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 hey! There's a like techno jam that happens during the lady in the red dress scene, and I fucking bought that guy's album. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go further. It was fucking good. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Neo, uh, the next day wakes up, he's late for work, he gets, uh, dressed down by his boss, uh... Yeah, it's like a real talking head song. Yeah, it's, uh, you gotta make a decision about whether or not you wanna show up to work on time. Yep. Yeah, uh, cause that's the other thing, is that all of the, uh, every line spoken from here till about the midpoint of the movie is purely, like, double-coded exposition. Yeah. Like, everything is a fortune cookie that will later come true. Right. Uh, so Neo goes back to his desk, a FedEx man gives him a package, inside that package is a sweet slide-open Nokia phone. God Uh, damn it, I, I want those to come back so bad. (laughs) I just, I want my phone to have moving parts again. Yeah. Oh, I really think you do. (laughs) No, but it was so cool when you're like, oh, sorry, that's my phone. (laughs) Yeah, when it made cool, like, clicky sounds. Oh, yeah. When or you, the, when you would close it, it would make that... Yeah. Ah, what? so good. Every what time you? you answered the phone, it was like one of those gearing up montages <laughs> in an action movie. Or when you could, when you were kind of having trouble hearing the person on the other end, so you're like, oh, excuse me, one second, and you'd extend that two-inch <laughs> Oh, yeah, I gotta get that antenna. Despite yeah. the fact that your call is going... To space. (laughs) (laughs) I just need two more inches to really get a clear signal. That'll do it. Yeah. Uh, So uh, Neo, he he answers the phone. It's Morpheus. And he's like, look, the bad guys have found you. They're here. Uh, They're going to take you unless you listen. I'm going to need you to jump out a window, please. Yeah. Yeah. He he leads them through through the cubicles and then outside onto a ledge of a building. Uh, Neo can't handle it. He just can't handle the heights or climbing around to the scaffolding. So he gives up. Man, I wonder if that's going to be key to his character growth later on in this movie. But... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So he's, uh, he's taken by the feds. They bring him to a dingy green room. And they're like, well, mister... And this is where we meet, uh, Agent Smith... Played by, uh, we are formally introduced to Agent Smith. Yes, he's Hugo popping in and out. Yeah, played by the amazing Hugo Weaving trilogy master. Uh, and, and yeah, he, he seems to be uh, trying to strangle his native, uh, what is he, uh, Australia? New Zealand. New, New Zealand. Zealand. He is trying to clearly strangle his native New Zealand accent. Yes, his... To pummel it into submission to try to pass Wait, as an American. Does that mean that like in real life Hugo Weaving speaks like Reese Darby? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, I need to look up interviews of this man now. What's great is uh, he's uh, been experimenting with various facial hairs recently. Ooh. It's very good. Ooh. <laughs> he has a mustache that is both uh, like bristly and puffy at the same time. <laughs> it's like one of those mustaches that's trying to get away from his face. It like just grows straight out. Oh, it's great. Hugo even come to our podcast. Yeah. Yes, please. You have enough money. <laughs> oh, can you introduce us to Sam Neill? I want to hang out on his pig farm. Ooh, yeah, that'd be great. Sam Neill's the best. <laughs> he was Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
out of all the Sam Beal roles, that's the one. That's the one. Also, he's the guy that gets shot in Hunt for Red October. Those are the two great Sam Neill roles. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think those are the only two roles he ever did. I'm Hollywood correct. was not kind to Sam Neill. You are correct. No, he certainly wasn't in any giant blockbuster movies featuring dinosaurs. Definitely not. Or lower uh, level blockbusters don't... featuring Sam Neills that had their eyes ripped out <laughs> and an engine to hell. <laughs> Mark, we all know that they don't put dinosaurs in movies. They put Transformers that turn into robot dinosaurs into movies. Yeah. Yeah, and then Marky Mark has to fight them. <laughs> Believe me, T-Rex comes into his agent's office. He's like, Billy, buddy, you got any work for me? I'm gonna go extinct if I don't eat soon. I'm sorry, baby. Tea, baby. They just don't have the parts for you out there. I wish I could do something for you. All the roles are going to people with full-length arms. What do you want me to do, kid? You only got two fingers. You can't even hold a cigarette in a movie. Mm. Poor T-Rex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like, if you really dig into some of the stuff that T Rex has been posting on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> deeply problematic. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like, yeah. I get it. He's from a different time. He has a different set of norms. But like, at some point, it's on you to do the research about you know, kind of where we are as a society. Yeah. Did right. you see that thing that T Rex posted about how all Jurassic dinosaurs look the same to him? Yeah. <laughs> and only Cretaceous dinosaurs should be allowed to be in movies. Yeah. And then real gross. And then, like when people were upset about it, he's just like, "Oh, why can't we have a reasonable discussion about this?" And it's like, "Oh, fuck you, dude. Right? <laughs> Come on." And then he went Come rampaging on. around eating farmers' cows. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, he is just a straight up predator. I oh, mean, let's yeah. be honest. Let's Absolutely. Yeah. Don't go to a party at T-Rex's house. Nope. <laughs> I mean, even the real T-Rex probably don't go to a party at his house. Yeah, he'll definitely still eat you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a pretty bad guy. I mean, we assume. I'd like to see those feathers, though. I feel like I've been lied yeah. to this whole time. There's a. a are the, you telling me those are not his real scales? He's had work done? Right, <laughs> right. In fact, that guy's got a, a quite the plumage. One would assume. You know what? This is what happens when you give child actors too much too quick. Yeah, yeah. true. Uh, at the Field Museum here in Chicago, uh, we have Sue the T-Rex, which uh, for a long time was the most, the largest and most complete T-Rex skeleton in the world. Uh, they recently moved Sue to like a new exhibit room. She's not in the Great Hall anymore. Right. Uh, and so she's got her own like sweet little room and it's great. But they re-articulated Sue when they moved her based on like mo- the most up-to-date discoveries of T-Rex. And like... Sue got thick. Yeah. <laughs> the T-Rex uh, got th- real fat. It's awesome. Because <laughs> it used to be like, like, a, like a lean looking like... Very you know, like, spelt. Yeah, like a, like a machine, like a fucking killing machine. And now it looks like this this big fat like tank. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. it does look like the kind of monster that just like... Like 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 Inspector Gadget just stumbles upon its kills by accident. <laughs> so you're telling me that uh, Gertie the Last Dinosaur is actually a more accurate depiction? Correct. <laughs> nice. I love this stupid world. Right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Baby the Lost Legend is 100% <laughs> scientifically accurate. Nice. Uh, so uh, Neo uh, uh, is captured. Agent Smith is like, oh, we need your help, Mr. Anderson. There's a guy named Morpheus. He's a techno-terrorist. And more of our uh, fucking Neo's like, hey, it's 1999. Nobody cares about terrorism. Yeah, right? he specifically goes, how about I give you the finger and you give me my phone call? And, and Agent Smith is like, uh, how can you have your phone call? 
without a mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and he has no mouth and he must scream. Yeah. yeah. Just like that Harlan Ellison game. Correct. Right. Boy, Harlan Ellison uh, does the voiceover for Am the Murderous Computer, and it's just him. <laughs> like, I, there's no performance to it. It's just a screed about how much he hates humanity as a concept. It's great. <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, Neo's mouth uh, slowly turns, like, his lips turn to goo and then fuse together, and he screams, and then they put, like, a robot crawdad in his tummy. Yeah, Correct. it, like, enters through his, uh, his, his belly, belly button. button. Yeah. They just, they severely got wrong how humans eat. They think they're being nice. Yeah. That's the, that's the real right, problem. Right. Yeah, they yeah. got a little, like, robo shrimp that self-lubes itself and climbs into your gut. I mean, it's no different than when you catch a bug and you put it in a mason jar with two pieces of grass. You're like, this is fine. Live. No. You take. You have to get at least two bugs. Then you shake it up and make them fight. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Get them all mad. Yeah, or if they're lightning bugs, you get, like, 30 of them, put them oh, in a yeah, jar. You get a little and then you got a lantern yeah. for, like... A day until they all die. Correct. Yeah. Well, they were going to die anyway. That's true. We're oh. all going to die. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, no. True facts. <laughs> that always annoys me. I'm just like, if I'm going to die, I want to die. You're, you are. You're what? Gonna, you're going to die. You're not going to be the one person that never dies. Yeah, you're not going to be like a biblical human that lives for 400 <laughs> years. Mm. And even they die. That's true. <laughs> true even <fact>. Methuselah died. <laughs> well, I mean, there was that one guy that came back. What is it? Uh, what is the one? Uh, Actually, two guys. There was the one character from the Bible. I think was it from the Tower of Babel story that was like cursed to walk the earth forever. No, oh. you're thinking of Judas Iscariot from Dracula 2000. Yeah, I he's often right. Am. He's right. I often you are am thinking of Judas from Dracula 2000. Good old <laughs> Jerry Butts doing a cool Dracula. <laughs> so Neo uh, wakes up uh, in his house. So just mouth to recap, wide open. it's been uh, what like 45 minutes into the movie, and so if far that, our main character has. Been confused, fallen asleep, woken up. Been confused, fallen asleep, woken up. Yeah, yeah and had a robot crustacean jammed into his tummy. <laughs> right. Uh, so he wakes up, he gets a phone call from Morpheus, and they're like, you have to meet us tonight, and we're going to show you the they truth. Rave. They're going to rave. No, see, I, this is uh, at the point where it's clear that Morpheus has been spending too much time the captain of his own small ship, because the first thing he says on that phone call is, there's not a lot of time. Yeah. And then he meanders. You need to meet me. <laughs> Somewhere safe. Yeah, every time God, Morpheus... Like, God, there is so much dialogue about how, like, we never have enough time. There's not enough time. We just don't have enough time. Let's talk in riddles for a while. Yeah, right? Morpheus is always in, like... He always begins this conversation with, Time is of the essence. A father and son are in a car. They get into an accident. The father dies immediately. The son is taken to the hospital. When the doctor sees the son, they say, I can't operate it on this boy. It's my son. Who's the doctor? Ooh. Meet me at Lake Wabash. I know this one. Uh, the son wakes up and says, Doctor, I am Pavarotti. <laughs> Pavarotti. <laughs> I love Pavarotti. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I do love how, and even if Neo asks a very reasonable question like, where am I? And what's currently going on? Morpheus' response is, what's ever going on? Yeah, yeah. no way. <laughs> Where's anywhere, Neo? <laughs> what, what is reality? reality? <laughs> yeah. What uh, is truth? Goddamn uh, you. So, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No, no more. more. 
So Neo goes uh, out in the rain. He gets picked up in a car, and uh, uh, there's a bunch, a whole new team of of of, of weirdos, of yeah. dance weirdos. We got all kinds of goons, led by Trinity. Uh, they're joined by Switch and Apoc, and. And I still don't super know. Like, I want to give it the benefit of the doubt because it is the Wachowskis, uh, and they have both come out as trans women, but it seems a little weird to give your clearly non-binary character the name Switch. Yeah. Like, I feel like... like, Having an androgynous-looking character. Like, it just... I, I don't know how well that sits, but, like, also, like... Again, I'm inclined to be very charitable considering where this came from. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So uh, Trinity and her Matrix goons uh, hook Neo up to like a big surgical device Ugh. gun yeah. thing. They uh, extract the robo. Nah, it shoots lightning in his tummy before they were. Uh, <laughs> That's true, yeah. It definitely shoots lightning into his stomach before it sucks the robot thing back out. Yeah, and then they throw it out into the street. Yeah. Uh, and then they uh, drive off and take him to go meet Morpheus, played by Lawrence Fishburne. Woo! Yep. And this is that scene that you all know. Yep. You know the one. It's got that pill in it and that other pill. Yeah, the, the NyQuil and the DayQuil. Yeah. Correct. They can cover you your cold symptoms day or night. Yeah. Reality or irreality. <laughs> mm. uh, so, yeah, but you all know the scene. He's like, oh, the... It's like 10 minutes of basically oh, yeah. just like, if you want to know the truth about the world, just take this pill. If not, take this pill and go home. Yeah, it very much has a uh, uh, like an inception problem of like, whoa, we got to slow this brain train down, really spell out what's going on. Because I don't know if the audience can keep up with this high level stuff. Well, I mean, maybe it's probably because they offered the movie to Will Smith Will Smith said, I don't understand what this is. I'm yeah. going Wild Wild West instead. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah, and, it was Ooh. a real Sean Connery in the Lord of the Rings. There yeah. must have been Ooh. something in the water in Hollywood yeah. in that yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, but Keanu Reeves got it and fucking nails it. Especially in this movie. Yeah. Like, he has the right amount of, like, blank slate and G-shucks. Like. Well, and here's the thing. It's just, like, Will Smith would especially at that point in his career where he was at like the utter height of he his was the fame, biggest movie star on the planet would not feel like just an average guy which right. is yeah. what tom anderson needs to feel like before he becomes neo he needs to feel like just an unremarkable schlub yes right uh with great abs <laughs> right i don't know i mean when they're putting that bug in his belly he's just got a flat stomach which look i can't get a flat stomach True. i get it that's real hard but he's not like plow yeah, he's not like like ripped. He's not like you know Mr. Atlas or fucking The Rock or anything. He's got, he's got his surfer bob. Yeah, but he's still like a he's still an in shape fella. Oh, yeah. very much so. Yeah, sure. and he's uh, recovering uh, from really bad spinal surgery. Yeah, exactly. During a lot of this movie, give the guy a break. So, uh, so the they he takes the the red pill and uh, then they give him they put a bunch of silver goo on him. Turns uh, go. Well, he touches a mirror that used to be cracked, but now it's fixed. And they're like, "Tank, we got to get him out of here because they have to like trace where his body is so that they can like your Uber driver can show up." Yeah. yeah. Uh, but fucking dumb, dumb Keanu Reeves touches the mirror and gets silver goo all over him. And that silver goo c- covers his entire body and then goes in his mouth. And he goes, I do like. Ah, yeah. And then he wakes up in a big, weird pod. 
Yeah, it gets covered in like the pink goo from Ghostbusters 2. And I super don't... This is the one thing in the movie that I really wish they would explain because a big menacing robot looks him right in the eye with an inclination of just like, you're not supposed to be up. I'm going to stab you with this needle. And then just loses interest and goes away. Yeah, he just drops him and flushes the pot. I would yeah. super like to know what the hell that's all about. Yeah. I'm assuming that robot has been reprogrammed by the team of the Nebuchadnezzar, like Morpheus' yeah, team. I was thinking is that he like, must have been a hacked robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're but if they can the... hack the fucking robots, then what the shit is the fucking problem? Well, maybe they have to yeah. capture the robot and do it, like, by hand. And so, like, they won't be able to capture this one robot. Sure. And then just program that robot to infect all the other robots. Hey, That's John. Not... The thing about the Matrix is despite how hard <laughs> it wants you to think about it, don't. Christ, don't do that. That was the do- that's yeah. the downfall of the sequels. It really wants you to think super long and hard about everything it's got to say. And I I just want my kung fu. Yeah, don't do it. Give me the give me the guts, the shooting and the flips and the, the the car chase is really nice. Anyways, so uh Neo's uh naked hairless uh limp body c- Bunch of tubes coming out. All the plugs are pulled out. It gets flushed down the space toilet. I don't know. Into a sewer. And then uh, one of those grabby claws that you see outside of the Walmart. Yeah, the yeah. Kind of gets him, yeah. Uh, pulls what him you up. didn't see is the four times that he got him, but just like one limb slipped I know, right? Out. Then he just slipped him back down in there and he's just <laughs> flopping around like a fish. Yeah. I, saw, I saw a video on Reddit the other day of someone getting a claw machine and like picked up like a doll and moved it over and then a cat jumped out of the, of the dolls and slapped it out of the claw hand and then stared the guy down. It was so great. That's menacing. Uh... <laughs> So uh, Neo's uh, weird goo body is brought aboard the the Nebuchadnezzar, the ship of uh, Morpheus and his crew. And now everyone looks different. They don't look they don't look like cool uh, goth weirdos. They're all just wearing like shitty sweatpants, sweatpants and Man. t-shirts and every single cardigans and shit. Yeah, every bunch of fishermen. Yeah, everything is is like woven and has a hole at the collar. Yeah, yeah, lots of holes. They do all look like crab fishermen, yeah, though. Absolutely. Like they could all be extras on Deadliest Catch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they, they because get, after all, the Deadliest Catch is man. No, the Deadliest Catch is a computer simulation. Well, I thought it was crabs. I thought they were crab fishing. They're but, not crab fishing. On Deadliest Catch, they're crab fishing. Yes. Yeah. The Deadliest Catch. No, John's right. Is man. man. Oh, you're right. I was thinking of the most dangerous game. Yeah. No, which is the- specifically a man, Ice T. <laughs> True facts. <laughs> Actually, uh, the most dangerous game is Fortnite, because black holes just show up now, I guess. I don't know. Fortnite's dumb. Yeah. I don't know. In the words of stunts. In the words of Lady Gaga, what's Fortnite? <laughs> what's Ninja? What's Fortnite? <laughs> Lady Gaga, come hang out. <laughs> You seem real fucking cool. Yeah, she's right as hell. <laughs> uh, so Neo uh, is gets all his plugs torn out, and they basically explain to him at some after. There's like a big long montage oh, of yeah, them he's like got a huge montage of being healed up. Yeah, he's they, got they like got a like, giant acupuncture, and they're unscrewing all of his holes. Yeah, because there's like a uh, socket wrench to take out all his plugs. He regrows his eyebrows. Yeah, there's a whole thing because he's technically never used his muscles. They've all atrophied, so they need to like revive his body. Yeah, at one point he like opens. He's like, "Why can't I see?" 
And then he's like, he's like, because you've never used your eyes before. And then fade to black. (laughs) There's a lot of like commercial transitions in this movie. Like they just fade to black for no reason. Well, because you know, this was before the home movie uh, market really exploded. It was right on the cusp. It was right on the cusp of DVDs, but like VHS would never be as big as DVDs got. Sure. Uh, So like your VHS would be your like royalties that would come in. Uh, So they were clearly filming this with an eye towards uh, like selling it to Fox. To put on their, oh, like, yeah. right. network movie Oh, premiere. dude, this is a TNT movie all, all the way. way. For yeah. sure. Fuck yeah. It's too that's, cool that's for Fox. <laughs> right? Yeah, plus Fox already had uh, X-Files yeah. shit going yeah. on exactly. at this point. They had X-Files their own bodies and goo. Hadn't uh, completely burned out all of its goodwill. Nah. No, but it was close. Oh, yeah, it was pretty so close, was. though. It's pretty close. Was Mulder still alive? Yeah, in, in 99, he's point? still around. I think that's, like, final Mulder season. I think there's a couple more, actually. Because, like, he... I mean, full well, Mulder season. Oh, yeah. He leaves... He's out... He's not... He's He leaves at the end of 7, and he's not there for 8 or 9. But yeah, then he he's comes there back. for like the bulk of seven. Yeah, yeah, but just for like a couple episodes. Yeah, he's there gotcha. from almost all of seven, and then eight. He's there for like two or three episodes, and then nine. He's just at the end. But really, aren't there a couple episodes where like Gillian Anderson even didn't show up? So yes. they just have yeah. two completely yes. new characters. Yeah, it's called all of season nine. Yes. Really? Yeah, that's when it's all Doggett and Reyes. Yeah, yeah. Doggett and Reyes. Um, and then there's the Netflix seasons, and let's just not Hulu talk about seasons. Those. Hulu, and let's yeah. just not talk about those. No, there's, one of them has a werewolf in it. It's yeah. great. No, no, it's a were lizard man, and that's the only good one. Yeah, and it's and it's it's good charitable. Ooh, but no, then I think that's a good episode. It's a Darren Morgan episode, <laughs> so it's funny, and that's at least okay. That's something, yeah. It also and it has uh, Reese Darby as the lizard it man. It does. <laughs> it gifted us that beautiful image of uh, David Duchovny wearing the pot sunglasses with the like weird brass knuckles. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so not a total loss. No, just um. I mean, it's, it it's, helps it's, that I never gave a shit about the X Files. So bet, yeah, that's yeah. Gonna help. Whereas for me, it. Hurt so much, right? Right? As right someone, in the insides, yeah. Deep down in the middle parts, as someone who watched Guys. it from pilot on, ooh, it ooh. hurt. They did not one but two movies warning you that the X Files was bad. Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. The first X Files movie is actually, actually pretty, pretty good. good. The second one is Trash. boring as shit. Is the Garbage. first one the one with the bees? Yes. One. There's a scene with bees. Yes. It's the one with the bees. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. also the one where a fucking caveman fights an alien. <laughs> And that's how the movie starts. Right? A caveman beats up an alien, just razzes it, (laughs) and the alien's blood comes out, and it's the black oil. Yeah, and it gets him. That's a bitch. Oil's already black. Yeah, but this this oil's super black. (laughs) Yeah, it's like super black. It's like Vanta black. Reflective black. (laughs) And only one only one alien species (laughs) is allowed to use that black oil. Yeah. Because the creator of it. Yeah. Yeah, The creator of it was like, only this guy can use it. And then the oil gets on that kid that played literally every kid from the South for like four years. Yeah, Slingblade Kid. Yeah, Slingblade Kid. Also, Tokyo. No, no, no. No, no, no. He's the man who played all the Southern men for like a four year period. This is the kid. Yeah, he's the kid from Slingblade who grew up to be the young adult from Tokyo Drift. Yeah, he's also (laughs) the kid in the uh, TV show American Gothic. That's right. With Gary Cole. Yeah. Underrated. Sean Cassidy production. Fuck yeah. And the Sam Raimi production. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Made me very sad when it was canceled. That was a good one. Only got one season. Barely. 
I don't even think it got a full. I, yeah, season. I think you're right. I don't think it finished. No, it, I think they had in the DVD. You get if you buy the DVD, you get like you get the episodes season, that didn't air, but they didn't air. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Neo goes through his healing up montage, uh, and uh, they plug him into the Matrix. It was just a big white maw, and he's just like, well, "Yeah." They plug him into a loading program that's uh, like a little mini Matrix that's separate from the real Matrix, so that they can do training and explaining shit and exposition and clothes. Yeah, and I cannot emphasize enough just how horned up. All of the actors are in the real world. Hey, man. Every time somebody gets, like, Matrix plugged in or plugged out, they orgasm instantly. But, like, even on the ship, even on the ship, when they're just hanging out, they're just like, oh, so you're the one, right? Oh, man, you ever see this Matrix? Yeah, there's a lot of sailors. Sailors. (laughs) Yeah. Sailors. They are on a ship. It's just nothing but a bunch of Captain Kirks. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of grunts. There's a lot of grunts, groans, and wheezes going on. A lot of heavy panting. Yeah. Mm. Uh, So they they finally explain to Neo uh, by way of 400 dialogue pages that the Matrix is a computer simulation uh, put together by the robots to use human bodies as living batteries. Uh, and at some yeah, point, like Morbius, the living battery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and at some point in our history, uh, we nuked the sky because the robots were solar powered, and then the robots were just like, "Fuck you, you're a battery now." It wasn't because the robots were solar powered. It's to prove that the hurricane was gonna hit Georgia, Alabama, Alabama, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the good news is we are super on track for the Matrix apocalypse. (laughs) Right? Oh, but we haven't even gotten the robots yet. Uh, That doesn't matter. Unless, unless, was it Boston Dynamics just lets loose a bunch of them dog robots? Get on it, BD. (laughs) Make it happen. DARPA DARPA releases their, like, weird acrobatics robot. (laughs) I'm just saying it's only a matter of time before Bernie Sanders is just like, look at this, I've got a whole solar farm. And Trump is like, no, you fucking don't. Nukes the sky. (laughs) Ah, ah, Bingo, bango, we're in the robot apocalypse from the Matrix. Uh, so unfortunately, I think that takes us to Highlander Two. Yeah, (laughs) you really have to have the robots, otherwise you're just gonna have the inside dome. Yep, that's true. (laughs) The perma dome, where it's it's always 120 degrees with 100% humidity. (laughs) Right. That's the worst. It's not the heat; it's the humidity that gets you. Yeah, and we won't even have Highlanders. (laughs) Oh no! We'll just have Richard Spencers. There won't even be one. There won't even, right? Nah, this is a garbage apocalypse you got, John. (laughs) Oh, and that's different from the Wally garbage apocalypse. (laughs) Yeah, which we are also heading to in a brisk pace. Ooh, but in that one, we do get Fred Willard as a fun CEO, and we do get to sit around on hover chairs by. Things from money we earned doing, I'm not entirely sure what. I don't know. All I know Ooh, is and that Jeff Garland gets to be our captain. That's true. I feel like Wally, the Wally ship where everybody lives, has to have like a massive underclass of slaves, like uh, Snowpiercer style. Sure. Or just children. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're the only ones that'll fit in the gears. Right. It's gotta be something like Hot that. Hot tip though, the, the kids taste best. You know what I'm saying? So soft. <laughs> it's like people veal. Mmm, peel. I just I cannot believe they are making a Snowpiercer TV show. I can. How is that not just 
They're still eating babies. They didn't change like they said they were gonna. No, man, it's every episode of the season is a different train car. Maybe we'll finally get to learn why that guy cut up that fish. Because it's fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. Uh, I got to do that to intimidate my enemies. Yeah, <laughs> just walk around with a fucking bass, right? <laughs> Giant fucking salmon, just like, and cut it open with my axe. Yeah, God, what is it? The Portland fish market where you just throw big fucking fish. That's at each the, other. the Seattle, Seattle Pike Place market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that looks fun mm. as shit. Oh, yeah. Years and years and years ago, like just out of college. Remember Project, the old Project Greenlight? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like that brought the old, as if there's a new and current Project Greenlight. There was just a couple years ago. That can't be true. Yeah, I was very. HBO. That's just called what? A27 films now. <laughs> A24. Nah, I'm going up. 27, <laughs> baby. Uh, so they had a, there was going to be a spin-off version of the show called uh, uh, Pilot Project. And it was going to be hosted by Sean Hayes. And I love it already. They Great. had like a cat like a like a cattle call for like scripts. So uh, someone sent in a script and the move the show they were gonna take uh, the film took place at Pike Place Market as one of its big sets. Mm-hmm. And they went around and did like a nationwide like cattle call, like casting search. So they came to Chicago and I this is my first like big audition. I like went into I went downtown from Elgin, went to the Palmer House Hilton. Ooh. Yeah, went up to the super creepy haunted ballroom. Nice. Ooh. Uh, there were Two people at the audition. <laughs> the guy, and lots of ghosts. The guy in the room and me. Sure, but the ghosts weren't represented, so they had to wait to go in. Yeah, yeah. You had yeah. to get all the people that had called ahead first. So I, uh, I went in and I read with uh, the two producers and the writer and presumably star of the show. Uh, what could go wrong? Uh, it had a really good audition. I thought I did really great. Uh, they were laughing. We were improv. We were having a great time. Uh, and then, like, I didn't hear anything for, like, two months. And then they posted the cast list on their website, and I wasn't on it. And it, like, shattered my soul. Shattered it deep. I was like, that was it. That was my break. It's done. I'll never do anything ever again. And then a week later, it was like, canceled! <laughs> <laughs> done! Uh, yeah, Ben Affleck got bored of filling out the paperwork, so the whole production went down. Yeah. They weren't even involved in it. It was like it's a separate like thing, just like under the same kind of banner. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Weird and stupid. Agreed. Yeah. What was that Comedy Central parody, though, of Project Greenlight? Where it was like an improv show, and it was uh, fucking Dennis Leary... Was like putting together, Ooh. like I'm gonna find the next best sitcom. Shit, I kind of vaguely and like Kristen Stahl was in it for, yeah. and it I was just it was that. it was all actors just improving a reality TV show. I do not remember that. Man, what the hell was that yeah, called? It did not last very long. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember the thing that I think it was Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel put together. Yeah, the man Win- show. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was called like Windy Prager City. You? It was called like Windy City Heat or something okay, like that. Okay. And it was like there was this guy that they knew who was just like this weird delusional writer actor type, and they played this like giant like reality show season long prank on him where they like shot this movie he wrote. But everyone around him was actors, and he wasn't in on the the, the gig. They're right just like on. making fun of him. It was real dumb, and sounds cruel. 
And you say Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel did it, eh? <laughs> yeah, one or both. I don't really remember. Nor do I care. Right. So anyways, Neo uh, violently rejects the thesis that his world is over by throwing up. Uh, and then wakes up like the next day and was like, all right, no, I get it. I'm cool. Yeah. Teach like, me kung fu. Yeah, so they load up a, a bunch of computer programs to shit inside of his spike brain. Yeah. Uh, they start with jujitsu. Yep. Which I think you would probably start with like maybe something like tai chi, something nah, that's man. more of like a foundational building block. Ground martial up. Art. Ground work up. He's got to learn to wrestle before he can get up on his feet. Yeah, I guess you're yeah. right. You yeah. got to do some grappling. So get yeah, down they should have started with some Greco-Roman then. Yeah, and then the sweet oh, oh, science of fisticuffs. Doing it chronologically. All right. I yes. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 I was gonna say maybe like Aikido and learn your balance first. Nah. Yeah. So he learns a bunch of martial arts skills. Uh, there's the famous line of I know Kung Fu. Yeah, so uh, famous. Also, yeah. your Keanu Reeves is pretty close to your Donald Trump. Yeah, they're. I mean, they both have the same voice. I don't know what <laughs> it's to tell a little you. bit true. Breathy. Yeah. Have you ever seen the two of them in the same room at the same time? No, I haven't. There you go. Also, like, it would make a lot more sense because Melania and Keanu are probably pretty similarly aged. Sure. It's true. <laughs> also true. They are a much better couple. Yeah. I gotta build my wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's already being built. <laughs> That's an excellent, excellent Keanu Reeves. <laughs> It's golden. Uh, so, uh, uh, they uh, Larry Fishburne, Morpheus takes him into the kung fu training program, and they have a pretty protracted, uh, excellent fight yeah, scene. Yeah, this is a pretty yeah. good little fight. Yeah. Yeah, the big uh, thesis point of it is just like uh, Keanu Neo is losing the fight and uh, Morpheus is just like, the reason you're losing isn't because I'm better, it's because I'm cheating, you idiot. Yeah. Right, you need to learn to cheat too. It's yeah. a computer program. You hold shift and that weird little squiggly key to bring down the command prompt and then you type in all your cheat codes but and then yeah. doom is your oyster. Yeah. Mm. We should also point out at this point that the reason that Neo specifically was unplugged uh, is because he is the prophesied one, like the one, the one. who will who will uh, save humanity, pull no. them out of the matrix. He is the reincarnation of the first man, which leads me yes. to uh, an implication that I have not seen dissected in any of the myriad uh, like fucking feature length YouTube videos about the matrix. So the, the are you prophecy, watching a lot of those? <laughs> Hell also, yeah. can but we he, also discuss? Don't think too hard, John. <laughs> but here's the thing that I think is really interesting. That is like pretty fertile ground for like more stories in the Matrix is the idea that the prophecy says that there was a man born inside the Matrix and he freed the first like batch of humans to start the resistance. Then he died, and then he gets like reincar. He's prophesied to be reincarnated yeah. later. Mm -hmm. To me, that sounds like there's just a phantom program floating around the Matrix looking for someone's brain that it can erase. <laughs> and become, yeah, and become, yeah, yeah, right. Like, that's a way fucking cooler story than, like, what if we talk about werewolves, but there's no werewolves? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, when he's, what talking if we... about the, when he's talking about the original man in this, in this, it sounds a lot like what Agent Smith turns out to be in the later ones. Yeah, that's a yeah. big fan theory that, like, Agent Smith is technically the one because he does reset the Matrix. Right, yeah. But I like the idea of there being just a fucking computer ghost. <laughs> <laughs> computer ghost! 
looking for fresh brains. Oh, I like that idea, too. Make that the fourth Matrix, you cowards. <laughs> yeah, can Neil Patrick Harris play Computer Ghost? Because <laughs> he straight up was cast in the movie. Correct. <laughs> oh, nice. Yep. I hope he gets to play a magician. <laughs> <laughs> but like... Like a close-up magic magician? Yeah. yeah, but like in the Matrix. So yeah. when like he, instead of cards, it's just ones and zeros that he throws <laughs> in your face. So like Gambit. Yeah. yeah. He like reaches into his hat and just pulls out code. I like it. Uh, so uh, Neo is, yeah, he's the one. He's prophesied to uh, lead uh, the humans to get... back. He's prophesied to lead the humans back to Zion. Back to Zion. Uh, defeat the, the robot menace. He's Buddha and, free, and Jesus yeah, combined to, to free everyone from the from the Matrix. Right, but before he can do any of that, we gotta bring him to the Oracle. You yes. know one. So he does a few little training things. They do like a jump program where he's gonna like jump a big long thing, but he overthinks it and smacks on the ground. That's when we find out that uh, any damage sustained in the Matrix you sustain in real life. Hence, if you die in the Matrix, you die in real life because your brain makes it real. Yeah, man. Now, I'll buy that premise in the sense that you could have like a stroke or cardiac arrest from like too much uh, brain sensitivity. Sure. sure. The fact that a lot of like, people spit up blood. Yeah, they're taking organ damage from punches and spitting up blood. Yeah. <laughs> That's when, like weird to when me. The, when the kid gets like, spoiler alert, but when the mouse kid gets like shot up by the scarface amount of bullets... He's like literally his body is shaking, he's shaking like yeah. it's being scripted, and he's spitting up fountains of Tons blood. Of blood, yeah. That that <laughs> now fountains of blood. Did they do that song about that friend's mom being super hot? Nah, that's fountains of Wayne. Yeah, no fountains of blood gotcha. with that band where all their songs so like this. Oh, also, I thought that was Danzig. I'm pretty sure that, that that music video is Rachel Hunter, and she's still pretty hot, even at the time True. of that music video. Yeah. True uh, stories. Uh, 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 Rod, Rod Stewart's, Stewart's ex. ex-wife. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Hey. Well, he had to trade her in for an even younger model. True. Because it's, it's Rod Stewart. Stacey's mom. And he only loves two things, young hot blondes and model trains. <laughs> <laughs> Shocked that that wasn't also cocaine. <laughs> he was a booze guy, I oh, think. Oh, yeah? Was yeah. he just a booze guy? I think he was a bo- I'm sure he did coke, because everyone mean, did. That explains the constant shirts undone, just sweaty all the time, right? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Those were definitely liquor pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? That guy smelled sweet like old corn. <laughs> hey, you drink enough Cuddy Sark, you become the corn. <laughs> right? Right? Uh, but yeah, we get a couple scenes of uh, Sypho or one of the guys on the Nebuchadnezzar just being real fucking shady with uh, close by, zooms in that. on his eyes as he darts back and forth. Yeah, yeah. played by Joey Pants uh, in a rare hatless role. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Uh, yeah. He also has a sweet, straight up like mustache and pointy soul beard. Soul patch, yeah. yeah, pointy soul patch. It's yeah. pretty great. It's good stuff. And his name is Cipher. Cipher. So I, I bet his first name. I swear, his first name is Lou. I guarantee <laughs> you, his name is Lou Cipher. Yeah. Uh, we have a scene of him colluding with the agents in the Matrix, just basically saying like, "Look, I wish that they never woke me up. The future is bullshit. I really like eating steak." Uh, send me back into the Matrix when this is all done and make me forget that any of this happened and make me super rich uh, and I'll bring you Morpheus. Yeah, uh, also I want to point out that the steak he is eating is a straight up whole pot roast. Yeah, no, it it's is a not a steak. giant beef roast. It is not even eating. kind of a steak. 
And it's been sous vide because it's like so rare. Yeah, and there's no like barely any color on it. Right. Like there are OSHA regulations about an actor <laughs> eating a steak that rare. Hey, not in the Matrix, buddy. <laughs> uh, and here's one of my favorite answer a question with a monologue that doesn't answer the question where yeah. Agent Smith is just like, so do we have a deal? And he's like, I really like steak. It's super juicy. Can I be an actor when I come back to the Matrix? <laughs> <laughs> and then Agent Smith has to ask again. So I take it we have a deal. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right, all right. okay. Yeah. Uh, so I just don't understand how anyone gets anything done when nobody answers a question. <laughs> uh, the engine, uh, the check light is on. I'm going to need you to check it. Yeah, but isn't it the engine that really checks us? Whoa. Whoa. Okay, but like... Are you going to check the engine, or do I need to do it? What is an engine? Yeah, right? I'll just check the engine. <laughs> Will you? <laughs> uh, so now we're being driven to the Oracle. Yeah, we... Uh, which is uh, another Chicago address, because all the cross streets are Chicago cross streets. However, none of the things on the screen are Chicago things. <laughs> Correct. Ever. They're all Sydney things. If yeah. that. yeah. <laughs> They might be Brisbane things, <laughs> right? No, 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 I refuse to believe that. Or Melbourne. Melbourne is just a cesspool of football hooligans and crabs. Get it out of here. <laughs> that actually I mean, sounds pretty rad. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, let's go to Melbourne. Yeah. No. Oh, no, my worst it's got hooligans and crabs. <laughs> Melbourne is just the Quebec of Australia. <laughs> Oh, they speak French there? <laughs> Probably. I don't Weird. Know. I'm still going though. There's crabs. Yeah, the hooligans. <laughs> it's the crab. It's the crab part that is like uh, the, the high on the list for me. I just want to. I, I want to be in a world where I can't tell if it's the crab leg breaking or the hooligans fighting making that cracking sound. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Neo meets the uh, Neo. Meets the Oracle. First he meets a little kid that gives us the other famous line in the movie where he's bending spoons with his mind. And here's because where, he's Kreskin. Yeah, and here's where we find out that, oh, oh, no, Neo is very bad at making choices because he's got a choice between the two kids that are using telepathy to, like, mind-juggle a whole bunch of spelling blocks and a boring, bald kid twisting a spoon with his mind, and he's like, I gotta get me some of that spoon-twisting power. <laughs> yeah, but this is 1999, though. All bald kids could be powder, and that means they could tell you anything. <laughs> anything, man! Ooh, but if they walk by a row of lockers, all of the locks get magnetically ah, drawn yeah, to yeah, them. yeah, yeah, You gotta watch out for that stuff. You couldn't let them into Kids. your 8-track uh, collection, or they would just nuke the whole thing. <laughs> oh, no, all my Grand Funk albums! <laughs> Uh, so he sits down to the kid, and the kid is just like, you know, it's uh, the you don't bend the spoon because that's impossible. It's your mind. There is no spoon, uh, which again is my favorite cheat code from any early two thousands first person shooter. Yeah. It gives you unlimited ammo and God mode, oh. guaranteed. No spoon. Yep. Eh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so he meets the Oracle, and uh, he's like, "So I guess I'm the one." And she's like, "No, you're not, stupid. Have a cookie." <laughs> and she is oatmeal raisin. Yeah, she is probably. Uh, it really spells out how irritating it would be to know someone who knows everything that's about to happen. Right. She's just like, "Oh, don't worry about the vase. What vase?" And he turns around and breaks a vase, and she's like, "Now the thing that's really going to bother you is." Would you have broken the vase if I never said anything? And it's just like, God damn it, stop it! 
Yeah. I have not slept in 82 hours. <laughs> I just got out of the goo pod. Can you just... Can you just be straight with me for a second? Yeah, nobody... Uh, and here's the thing. When this movie came out in 1999, I was in awe at its, like, genius and intellect. Oh, of course, because I'm oh, just yeah. like, holy shit, man. What if we're in the Matrix? Oh, yeah, I was oh, 17. Yeah. I How was would a... we even know? But now I watch it and I'm like, where's the punching? I know, right? <laughs> shut up, everybody. Just shut up. So, uh, the, major, the, the the Oracle tells Neo that he's not the one, but he, but she does tell him that uh, Morph- he's going to have to make a choice soon. Either Morpheus' life or his. Morpheus is going to sacrifice his life for Neo, yeah. and Neo will have to make a choice. So on their way back to the back to the telephone, yeah, oh yeah, fucking the Joey way, Pants. They, they travel by telephone. Yeah, they Correct. do. And they only landline. Yes. Yeah, they can't do cell phones. They uh. can communicate with their operator on the Nebuchadnezzar with a cell phone, but they can only jack out of the Matrix physically through a landline. Right, and only certain landlines. They gotta yeah. well, they gotta find one that's not like traceable because the whole thing is if they find the Nebuchadnezzar they'll be able to trace back where Zion is. Right. Yeah, it's the just last that, human like, city. old touch of like phone freaking to go in this little hacker world. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, the first one was actually Captain Crunch who blew uh, perfect hertz with the Captain Crunch whistle that he found in the cereal That's box. right. Yep. That's right. And yep. got free long distance. Yep. Yeah buddy. Um, but yeah, this is where Joey Pants is just like, surprise, I'm a bad guy, you idiots. Yeah, he uh, he gets himself jacked out, uh, shoots, picks up some kind of lightning gun. Uh, it's not even a light, it's it's like a big uh, like lightning Ghostbusters pump. I, I was about to say, it shoots kind yeah. of a Ghostbusters laser. Yeah. Uh, he shoots, we haven't even mentioned uh, Tank and Dozer. Uh, so Tank is the operator. Dozer's his older brother. They don't have jacks because they were purebred um, children of Zion. Yeah, born human beings. And like the way he says it, he's what he's really saying is like, "My parents fucked." Yeah, and you know what that means? That means he fucks. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone on the Nebuchadnezzar fucks. fucks. Never mind the implication that. The the ratios are real weird. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's a post sexuality civilization. It <laughs> yeah. has to be. Well, there's also like the weird the weird like goofy... until we get to the sweet rave. Yeah, I uh, know the rave is pretty pansexual. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, there's not there's not a lot of like strict binaries being enforced. Sexual, but pansexual. Yeah, sure. I guess what I'm saying is is they're certainly not like strictly enforcing any kind of binary. Yeah. On Correct. Fair, fair. Uh, it, it appears though that at least one of the crew members is just doing like Matrix porn. Like, yeah, uh, Mouse, the kid, uh, programmed the lady in the red dress to be like a distraction during the training, and he is definitely. Uh, Working as uh, the agent for her as a sex worker, I guess. I mean, they the were they, they specifically refer to him as uh, as a robot pimp. I think I was yeah. specifically trying to avoid the word pimp. Nah, that's what he does. He's uh, mouse. He's the, the iceberg uh, slim of the future. He right. literally says to uh, Neo, "You know, she doesn't talk much, but I could introduce you," which is like, I, buddy. I know that it's not real, but come on, have some class. Have some dignity. (laughs) Doesn't help that that kid's like 16. Or, yeah. I mean, who better to program your VR porn? That's a good point. Nah, man, that means you only program like 90 seconds or so. 
And it's all straight missionary. Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a bunch of agents and cops show up in the Matrix to go after them. Mouse is a meat, like, Mouse pulls out two giant, like, handheld, like, Scatling they super look guns. like yeah. the Tommy guns that they use in Batman Forever with the like neon clips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but the clips are like the size of grenade launcher clips. Yeah, uh, he gets Scarface mowed down. His body spits a bunch of blood in the real world and dies. Cipher gets out. He shoots Tank and Dozer. Uh, and yeah, then he actually gets out of the out yeah, of the yeah, and he's in the real yeah. world, and he calls and he's like, "Oh, Trinity." Well, I, we're skipping. Uh, they first they to escape the building. They literally like in that H.P. Lovecraft story. There's rats in the walls. They like go through the walls to right. get out. Uh, but the agents find them, and Morpheus, uh, and Morpheus headbutts through the wall to tackle an agent. And here's the thing about Lawrence Fishburne's performance in this movie. It is hilarious <laughs> because anytime he is forced to do action in slow motion or emote in slow motion, which his character is called upon to do several times, frequently, yeah, he ha- he just gets the goofiest, weirdest look <laughs> on his face. It is the best. I think he's the only person who in the movie who like understands like the element of fun. Of it. Yeah. He's definitely, yeah, he's definitely chewing the scenery uh, whenever he's given the... There's Everyone's performance is, like, weirdly flat and emotionless, except for certain points that they're allowed to punctuate with just the absurdest of emotions. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he headbutts his way out of the wall. He fights Agent Smith for a while to allow everyone to escape. Uh, Agent Smith takes him down and then calls in a bunch of fucking SWAT goons to, to just Rodney mm, King. It. Yeah, yeah to that's what happens. Him. Yeah. yeah, it's very loaded imagery. That yeah. was rough. Yeah. And I have to think that it was on purpose to like, oh yeah, to rhyme with another image that we'll get to with Lawrence Fishburne later. Sure, probably. Uh, so yeah, now Cipher is Joy Pants is in the real world. He starts like pulling the plugs. From people, yeah, he and kills killing Apoc them and Switch just by pulling the plugs. Yeah, while he's still in the Matrix. And he's doing his big like his big like evil villain his monologue. Villain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is interrupted. Uh, he goes to, to Neo and he's like, "You see, Trinity, like if he's the one, there should be like some kind of miracle, and I shouldn't be able to pull his plug." And then he's like, "Oh, holy shit! What? No, I got you!" And then like fucking Tank shoots him in the fucking stomach. Across the room. Yeah, with his own laser gun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the irony. Uh, and then Tank spends the rest of the movie with a hole in his gut, but does his job real well. Yeah, yeah, yeah he I is a professional. Yeah, he's so, a fucking Tank. Uh, so they get Neo and Trinity out, uh, and Tank is just like, Morpheus is still alive, but he's taken to this like heavily guarded industrial complex. Military facility. Yeah, and he's it's like, like, the only thing we can do is kill him. Right, yeah, because because uh, they're going to be torturing him and all. Well, because Morpheus specifically has uh, codes that he knows about, like how to get to Zion and right. access like the gates. Yeah. yeah. So if the robots get that information, they'll be again they'll be able to trace Zion and just wipe out the resistance. Right. right. Yeah. And this so is when Neo has his like he has his choice moment. Yeah, and he realizes that uh, Morpheus believed in him, even though he's not the one. But Neo believes he can save Morpheus and go in there. And then Trinity's like, I'm going with you. And he's like, no. And then and she's, she's like, like, yeah, fuck you. We got to try to find a way to force a romance between us in the next 20 minutes. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't know this, but it's my destiny. Yeah. <laughs> Density. Yeah. 
That can't be right. No, it's density. Yeah. All right. So they load up with a bunch of weapons. Yeah. Uh, and they do fucking a better tomorrow too of just starting at the lobby and shooting to the top. All yeah. the crews here. Right. They uh they walk in and this is probably like the funniest like legit funniest part of the movie. Keanu Reeves is wearing his big like duster trench coat. He walks in through the metal detector. It goes off. The guy's like, I'm going to need you to get rid of all your metal items. And he opens his jacket to reveal all the guns. And the, and the guard just goes, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) And then everybody gets shot. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody gets tech nine to the ground. Everyone gets Mac 10. This is definitely where uh, the movie is definitely very modal of just like, now it's an anime. Now it's a wushu movie. And this is like the lever is pulled heavily towards John Wu. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Uh, the this is like the big like gunfight that everyone knows in the lobby. They're doing fucking cartwheels and wall Running jump offs. And it, and yeah, shit. it looks surprisingly still very good because there's still a lot of practical effects. It's almost entirely still practical. Like effects. like yeah. they're doing wire work, but like all of the walls and stuff. Like there's so many bullets flying, and squibs and, and chunks, yeah, and just like charges. debris yeah. everywhere. And it's, it's rad as hell. Yeah, and it's in it's shot insanely well yeah it's even despite the chaos like the geography of the fight and where everyone is and it all makes sense it's logical and easy to follow there's a lot of really good slow-mo panning shots while just pillars of concrete are exploding yeah it's it's very satisfying meanwhile uh morpheus is being tortured by agent smith uh he gets some silver goo like injected into him for whatever reason i guess it's like a truth serum yeah i don't know and then uh, the agent Smith can't get anything out of him, so he sends the other two agents away and like takes out his earpiece and is just like, and he let turns me his chair backwards, something. yeah, and he's just yeah. like, let me rap with you, yeah, <laughs> gives the old father and son, gives a great monologue about how stinky Earth is, yeah, he's like. I hate it here. This is definitely it's the smell. This is definitely the kind of monologue that you can tell really like motivated them to finish the script. I'll bet. Right. Like I'll bet there were a lot of times where it's just like, man, this movie's just not going to come together, and they're just like, no, this Agent Smith monologue has to be seen. <laughs> there was a lot of high fiving after they finished this right. monologue. Yeah, when it was done, they were just like. Shh, Retreated to their separate rooms to masturbate because it was just, <laughs> there was such a thrill. Such good monologue. And I mean, the thing is, uh, the, the Wachowskis were just incredibly, uh, this was only the second movie that they had ever done. They didn't like come up in Hollywood. They right. grew up in Chicago and very much like worked their way in from the ground level of the indie movement. Uh, and just the amount of, the sheer confidence that this movie has to let Hugo Weavings do that performance yeah. Yeah. is astounding. Well, and just the fact that like they decided for their very first big-budget movie they were going to completely reinvent the language of action movies. Yeah, there's a line I think Trinity has of just... Or, no, I think Neo says to Trinity of just like, this has to work because no one has ever done it before. And it's like, boy, if that's not a manifesto for this yeah, movie. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, but like, I can only imagine how terrifying this must have been to actually like shoot and work on and do before it became The Matrix. Right. right. Of just like, oh shit, if we put a thousand DSLR cameras and take a picture at just the right time, it's either going to make a cool fucking slow-mo froze frame 360 thing or look real garbage. <laughs> yep. And there's literally no way to tell yeah. until it's done. Yeah. 
Uh, so Neo and Trinity fight their way up. Uh, they get to the roof. Uh, they fight an uh, agent. They shoot an elevator with a bomb in it so that <laughs> yeah. they can fucking bat zipline up to the roof. Damn a right. bomb made of mercury? Or something. I saw, like, one of the things is just it's labeled mercury. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Uh, they, uh, yeah. they blow up the building. They Batman up to the top. Uh, they were, they're confronted by an agent uh, who starts firing? Then we get that classic yeah, we get shot. We the classic of, bullet time. Yeah, of, of Neo like dodging all the bullets, and then Trinity sneaks up from behind him and says, "Dodge this!" and shoots him in the fucking head, point blank. Then they, he's like, "Which I guess is something no one's ever tried to do because they make a big deal about like." No one's, no one's ever, ever killed an agent. An agent. Yeah. If you ever meet an agent, run, run don't fight. And with, I guess we never tried. Shooting them. Yeah, well, they never tried like the old, the old like trick they do in Italy, where like one person starts juggling and then another person steals your wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they don't like that's that's the one thing they forgot was to to do it by teams. Well, that's why the ancient Smiths are all in Chicago and not in uh, Romania. Yeah, they've been driven out. So uh, they kill the agent. Uh, and he's they, like, uh, "Oh, can hijacked. you can you fly the helicopter?" And she's like, "Not yet." Beep, boop, 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 beep. And then she has helicopter downloaded into her brain. And yep. then in the helicopter they go. Uh, and they uh, descend down to the floor that uh, Morpheus is being held prisoner on and just unload with a minigun. Yeah. 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 Vulcan cannon. Uh, Boy, I now here's the big question. Uh, this minigun or Terminator 2's minigun... Ooh, Ooh, right. I, you know, I gotta go with the Terminator Two minigun because it's handheld. This one needs to be like propped up on a door of a, a pad, like a helicopter. But this minigun does shoot in a room that the sprinklers have been going for a while, so there's big fucking splashes of water every time. I it mean, impacts. that's true. And also, the Terminator Two minigun doesn't kill anybody. You're with both it. wrong. True. Predator minigun. It Ooh. cuts down <laughs> an entire forest. That's true. The Jesse Ventura. <laughs> Minigun is and pretty great. It comes with a Jesse Ventura, and you can switch it out for a Bill Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Which, believe me, I will be doing immediately. <laughs> sure. <laughs> nah, man. I like when Minnesota had common sense. <laughs> oh, Boy, have Jesse you the seen? Brain Ventura. Yeah, Jesse the Mind. When was the last time you guys saw one of his uh, one of his TV ads oh, for his campaign? It's never. In it, yeah. Oh my god, YouTube them, they're amazing because he's not in them. A Jesse Ventura action figure is. <laughs> yes! Ah, and it's crazy amazing. Oh. Like, I could see why he won. He, he had no ideas to campaign on, but like, holy shit, those commercials were entertaining. Oh, fuck yeah. Also, yeah. like, his opponents were both dirtbags. And if I recall correctly, he wasn't that bad a governor. I don't think he did anything all that terrible. I don't, I don't think, think he did much it. of anything. Yeah, except for I think, a referee that WrestleMania. Yeah, True. I think he just kind of was. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good for a governor. That's not bad. I was going to say, uh, neutral is great. Yeah. Sure. If I you would, can have no scandals, yeah. you okay. That makes him automatically better than like seven out of the last eight Illinois governors. Sure. Well, to it's be true. fair, they're all in jail. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm saying though, no. Rounder has a good chance of not going to jail, which for- which a like he probably should, but but b I mean like I, that's surprising. Yeah, Rounder and Rounder huge catastrophic failure that practically crippled the state. Yeah, I will say yeah. one thing in defense of all of Illinois' illustrious criminal governors. <laughs> 
no governor has been convicted of the same crime. That's true. <laughs> they always find a different crime. They all got their own jams. Yeah. And that's the best part because it's all graft. Like they all steal in a different way. But here's the thing. Someday we're going to get the movie where Blagojevich gets out <laughs> and gets all the other Illinois governors together and they have like a Blagojevich's seven <laughs> and they go like run a heist on the Grand Victoria Casino in Elgin. <laughs> I, uh, they steal the 75 bucks that's down there oh. and they catch a free concert from the spinners. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see the Danny DeVito's Jimmy Hoffa style biopic of George Ryan <laughs> <laughs> paying off those downstate construction workers. <laughs> that's going to be awesome. What do you mean I can't have the money? It's mine. It belongs to the state. I am the state. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so seriously, Jesse, you can be my governor anytime, buddy. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> no, you are gonna have to cut that hair because anytime no. you let that horseshoe grow out, <laughs> no. you look terrible. I can't. The last time I cut my hair, I was accused of a false flag event. <laughs> <laughs> That's my terrible Jesse Ventura. Well, not bad. It's, it's not bad. bad. It's better than my my Keanu Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, they minigun the whole room. Yeah, uh, and this is where that that uh, imagery that I think makes the the. Uh, the, the Rodney King make of, a little more sense of, of Morpheus, yeah. Uh, where more um, all of the agents are dead and they're gone, uh, and, but you know Morpheus needs to get up to jump onto the helicopter, and he like breaks a chain of handcuffs on yeah. so that he yes. can get up and run and it's just like oh these are all definitely on purpose all right yeah. i don't know if that makes them okay yeah but like they're on purpose yeah you got plausible deniability about these being a little tasteless yeah so, uh, this like is... your heart's in the right place but i don't know if you're being but real you, smart. but you're still white yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is right before this you get an excellent goofy lawrence fishburne i'm about to have a huge emotion face Ooh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah, he uh, runs to jump out of the window, gets shot in his leg. He's not going to make the jump, so Neo jumps out and grabs him, and they fly away. Uh, Agent Smith shoots the helicopter. Blood comes out. <laughs> yep, because helicopter gas is red. Uh, they jump out, and then the helicopter crashes into the side of the building, which ripples like, like someone waves. threw a stone at it. Yeah. It and ripples then explodes. And then it ripples and then has a moment of, like, it's okay, and then it explodes. Yeah, like they're right, in the eye right. of the explosion. <laughs> it's so weird. I love it's, it. It's, it's an interesting effect. I'm not sure if that's like what's supposed to happen, or if that's like the Matrix mirror. Thing. I think it's I like think, the Matrix yeah. mirror yeah. thing. I don't think that uh, skyscrapers are built with safety measures of like. Don't worry, boss. This skyscraper can take a helicopter. It just ripples out. It just ripples <laughs> out, yeah. These are shock-absorbing windows. That was one of Daniel Burnham's like really yeah. big advances yeah. in architecture back in the day. Frank Lloyd Wright couldn't quite crack the rippling nope. glass. No, no. And it drove him mad. <laughs> it was up to me van der Rohe to do yeah, it. Yeah, right. That's why he put the house on the waterfall. He had been driven insane. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Morpheus gets out of the Matrix, uh, they get him back into the real world, Trinity, uh, is about to go, and eight, they, they, this is another super annoying, like, we gotta get out of here right now, but first, 
when I talked to the Oracle, she told me that I would fall in love with that's the man. Not yet. Who's nah, the that's not yet. Not like there's something I want to tell you, but I don't think I should. But I want to tell you, but I don't that's think I should. And then she picks up the fucking phone after it's been ringing for like ten goddamn minutes, only to see Agent Smith try to shoot her. Right. That Agent Smith has taken over the body of the only hobo in all of Australia, yeah, Cago. Yeah. And goddamn yeah. Trinity's doing to be or not to be. Yeah. Uh, he shoots, blows up the phone as she like gets sucked into the Matrix. Yeah, so and it's then, uh, Smith v. Neo in the subway station. Yeah, right? at Balbo Street Station. And he looks at Smith, and then he looks at the stairs, and he's like, nah, fuck it. Let's dance. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, meanwhile, on the Nebuchadnezzar, uh, the Sentinels are closing in. Yeah. yeah. Squiddies are coming, and they're going to eat their way through right. to the precious, precious human meat inside. So they have uh, a countermeasure on this, which is to just initiate an EMP surge to just blow out all the electronics, but they can't do that if Neo is still in the Matrix because he'll kill die. Him. Right. Blow out his yeah. electronics. You remember yeah. the EMP? It's the Deus Ex Machina of damn near every movie from that time period. Yeah, you uh, get one of them bitches in Ocean's Eleven. You get yeah. one of them bitches in Goldeneye. Yeah, you yeah. Do. That's the whole MacGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Golden Eye. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, Neo and Agent Smith uh, have a pretty rad fight. Pretty rad fight. Pretty awesome. Um, yeah, it's all they uh, they jump at each other with guns and both empty their clips, so the rest of the fight is pure fisticuffs. Yeah, yeah. it's it's definitely like a, let's settle this like men. Yeah, and also a sentient computer program that's mad <laughs> and, and wants Weaving, to get out. Wearing a J.C. Penny suit and a tie bar proceeds please, to kick the crap out of Keanu. Reeves. That is not J.C. Penny, sir. That is. <laughs> that is an off the rack coals, That's my fair. friend. That might be true. Uh, uh, so yeah, they have a beat him up. Uh, Agent Smith uh, throws Neo onto the tracks just as a train is approaching. I uh, basically just jumps on him and is, uh, you hear that? That's the sound of your death. It's inevitable. And he's just like, my name is Neo. Yeah. Throws him into the, jumps up into the ceiling, smashes Agent Smith in, jumps out of the way. Agent Smith gets hit by the red line. Neil starts to walk away. Agent Smith walks off the train. Yeah. Foot chase. Uh, Which I can only imagine. I know that in the logic of the movie, he just took over someone else's body, but yeah. I like to think there's an Agent Smith-shaped hole in the first two train cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he uh, there's a big foot chase. Uh, Neil's got to get to this very specific phone to get... Yeah, it's uh, the closest extraction point, and it's the same phone from the beginning of the movie that Trinity was using to get out of the Matrix right. the first time. Which right. means the agents know where it where is. Where he's going. Yeah. So they head him off at the pass. And uh, right when he gets there, just as he's about to grab the phone, uh, Agent Smith is in front of him, shoots him like eight Six times. Six or eight times, yeah, right yeah. in the chest. Blows him away. Uh, Drops then, dead on the floor. Yeah, then we cut to the real world, and Trinity's like... No, you can't die. And this is where she's like... Yeah, the Oracle said that I'd fall in love and it would be with the one. And I'm in love with you, so you can't be dead because you must be the one. And then she kisses him and then he comes back like Cinderella. Yeah, yeah she kisses his cold, dead corpse. Yeah, and he's I'm up like sleeping sure. fucking beauty. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you meant sleeping, sleeping beauty. beauty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he gets back up uh, and immediately is just like, oh shit. I am the one. I can see in binary code now. Right. They fire a bunch of guns. He just says, no. He does a full Magneto and yeah, just stops the them and drops stop. them. Uh, he, he quizzically looks at one. 
Yeah, because he's like the fucking cosmic baby at the end of 2001. Yeah, he's, he's just never seen curious. him before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he jumps into the belly of Agent Smith and blows him up from the inside out. And the other agents look at each other, say, why were we programmed to fear? I don't know. Run. Yeah. <laughs> then he grabs that cell phone and then they blast that EMP. Yep. He And then he wakes up in the real world. There's a big old hug. Uh, we cut back to like Matrix Code, and now it's Neo narrating to like us, the audience. I think he's talking the- to the Matrix. Yeah, because yeah. he's on. He, he you know, you find he's on a payphone, and he's literally saying like, "I, I, I can break this system of control by showing the people what you don't want them to see, which is a world without you." Yeah. Uh, and then he hangs up the phone, and he just Superman flies off, which. Fucking kind of negates philosophically any more matrixes of the war continuing because it's not, it's a declaration of like, this war is not going to be humans fighting machines with machine guns. We're going to free everyone's mind by Neo just going around manipulating the matrix and showing people how fake it is. Right. And they'll just naturally reject it. Right. Like, I, like he is just going to be a prophet. But then in the next two movies, he's like, nah, back to punching. Yeah. Back to punching. A little bit of your kicking. Uh, and then Rage Against the Machine happens. Yeah, buddy. Uh, and credits roll. And we are out. And that is the end of The Matrix. And we'll be right back with bullet points. <laughs> bullet points! Yes. And we're back with our very first bullet point, Body Count. Body Counts. Patrick, what do you think the body count of The Matrix is? I'm going to go with a 65. Ooh, okay. All right. John. What do you think the body count of the Matrix is? Uh, 133. Jeez! Ooh. Wow, okay, I mean... Ooh, all right, playing by Price is Right rules, you guys are both so wrong. But neither of you win, you both went Whoa. over. The answer was 39. Wow. Not that yeah. many people die in yeah, the movie. Okay. It's actually a pretty small amount. Uh, 39 people, all that's right. it. Right. You're both fuck-ups. Yeah. That's going to take us to our next bullet point. Best kill. Best kill. John, what do you think the best kill of the Matrix is? I'm going to say that the uh, security guard who's just like, you got anything metal? He's he's just doing his job. (laughs) And like the bartender in Desperado, he gets it worse than anyone. Right. Because everyone else gets a pretty quick death uh, full of bullets. Uh, but he gets a punch to the solar plexus <laughs> that sends him flying across the room. Uh, yeah. He's not dead until he hits the wall. And even right. then, he's got to like internally bleed until he's dead. Well, first his chest is caved in, all of his ribs are broken and punctured his lungs. Then he hits the wall and then his spine is shattered. Right. Yeah. Uh, pretty brutal. It's pretty great. It's a good hit. Patrick, what do you think the best kill of The Matrix is? Uh, I'm going to go with the first agent that Trinity shoots because he just goes straight ragdoll. <laughs> like, he doesn't get shot in the head and collapse. He gets shot in the head, goes stiff as a board, and just sort of floats back for three feet. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Uh, and it's a good, like, a point-blank, like, big triumphant and moment. It's got one of my favorite things in an action kill is a quippy one-liner right there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, the old stick around. Mark, best kill. Uh, I'm going to have to... uh, This is a tough one. I'm going to go with with the hobo uh, who gets like... Hit by the train? Yeah, like the hobo who gets like... Eventually, yeah, his body is struck by a train. Just the fact... Because like the first time you see the hobo, 
like Morpheus gets sucked into the phone and it cuts to this hobo and he go he does like the old like whoa, 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 whoa. I gotta stop drinking this booze. Yeah, he literally has like a, like a Mickey of whiskey and he's like, oh no, that's it for me. And then the next time you see him, uh, uh, Agent Smith's face claws through his face yeah. and he is no more. Yeah. Real quick sidebar though, you guys. Uh, has anyone in this room gotten so drunk they've hallucinated? Because that's never happened. No, not no, me. No, not so drunk. <laughs> but I mean, like that's and like that's a thing that's in because like, like in and that's a huge trope. Yeah, like in Dumbo, yeah. there's the whole pink elephants on parade. Yeah, and that's a specific trope that when you got drunk, you would see pink elephants. Right, right. And then it just evolved into this like anytime there's like a cartoon of like, oh no, I saw something weird. I'm enough of this drinking nonsense. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just like I. How did you ever drink that much? I wonder if that's like an older thing, like when alcohol was less sanitized. Yeah, when it was moonshine. Yeah, maybe like bootleg stuff during Prohibition. And then like you get like the stories about like old school absinthe and then like old tequila with the worm in it. Like that was supposed to have psychoactive powers. So I wonder if this is Powers. like I like right? that it's an X Man. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I wonder if that's a thing that exi- that hasn't been something that alcohol has been capable of since like the Second World War. Yeah, right. But it's still Thanks hanging a lot, around. FDA. Yeah, right. Exactly. Pricks. I'll risk going blind if it means I get to maybe see a pink elephant. Right. I'll eat whatever toxin infested worms I wanna. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's gonna take us. That's two. my only guess on that. Yeah, sure. That's gonna take us to our uh, our next bullet point: war crimes. I think we're gonna have to do something different. You're right. Geneva has very specifically been obliterated. You're right. So yeah. let's do best weapon. Oh man, I thought we were gonna go for best cell phone. Best weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's the Nokia slide phone. I mean, buddy. it did pay for this movie. Them and soul beer. <laughs> yep. John, uh, uh, what, what's your favorite weapon from the Matrix? Oh, uh, it's clearly uh, the iron kick of uh, Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, nice, nice. There is a scene in that training montage uh, where Keanu Reeves is just like, ah, I'm doing so good at kung fu, and uh, Larry Fishy just kicks him in the side yeah. and smashes him into a pillar. Yeah, it's pretty going, great. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh, like uh, Keanu Reeves obviously can, uh, you know, he equips himself very well for the action sequences, but we kind of already knew that he was a good action star before this point. He would do a little bit of stunt work. Yeah, like he'd done speed. Like he'd done point point break and stuff like that. Uh, But Lawrence Fishburne, whoa. Yeah, who knew? All right. That guy's kicking ass. <laughs> yeah. And he's great at it. Yeah, he's very yeah. good. And he's a big guy, too. Yeah, he's huge. He like, moves incredibly gracefully for someone who's built like a linebacker. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he gets like somehow between the first Matrix movie where he's like ripped, like he's just buff, and the, the second Matrix movie where he's just he kind of got doughy. doughy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's in great shape. Patrick, best weapon. Uh, I'm gonna go. Oh man, I had one. Oh no, it's that sweet, sweet CTA train. <laughs> ah, love that sucker. Ooh, red so line, quick, running so them down. Done. 
I was gonna say though, this movie has like not nearly the weapon diversity that the later ones will have. You're right. Yeah, it's because they it's, get crazy later. It is all guns, but it's Does literally Neo just get a sword at some, at some point? point, and he fights with a big staff at one point. Yeah, yeah. well, that's that's um, a stick, a stop uh, yeah. sign that he rips out of the ground right, or something right. like that. I know but this one's just like AK. It's like well, it's M16s. It's and it's then handguns, Mac 10s. Tech nines and, and then some, like yeah, a couple pistols. like yeah a couple like assault rifles and then of course that minigun and that minigun yeah yeah Mark best weapon uh, I'm gonna go with electro crawdad what gets stuck <laughs> in his tummy <laughs> yeah uh, because it is very sick. clearly like the robots have modeled it after our Earth our past Earth's crustaceans right yeah. Yeah. It's even got like so the that clear. We accept it. it even has like the clear carapace, so you can see inside it. Yeah, yeah. so that you know where to get the uh, the the vein out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once you boil it and 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 skin it, suck that head. Yeah, <laughs> get that juice out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. Stuff. <laughs> so that's gonna take us to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie, Patrick? Is the Matrix an action movie? Man, I'm going to go with yes, but just barely. Just barely. Fair. Like another half a page of dialogue, and this is a firm no. Ooh, John, is The Matrix an action movie? I'd say most definitely yes. Uh, yeah, it does get a little, uh, uh, like, eaten its own tail with a lot of the philosophy that it sort of tries to bring up as... It just, it's not quite as clever as it thinks it is in a lot right. of instances, but like the action sequences are literally like redefined what action movies looked like. That's For sure. certainly true. Like it is such a flashpoint of just like, like I don't know how we talked about action sequences before we could be like, you know, it's like Matrix. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a yeah. good point. Well, I mean, like was this, it's a little bit before this where you started to get like the Hong Kong stuff and you got like that Three Musketeers that they redid. Yeah, well you had gotten, uh, so. The wire work we had before, but this was the first time that it really worked in an American yeah, movie. Yeah, so yes. America had gotten a flood of old Hong Kong movies kind of in the 80s because they were were like movie houses were getting a lot cheaper to operate, but they just needed more stuff to show. Yeah. So they just bought a whole bunch of shit from Hong Kong and people were like, oh damn, John Woo is a fucking genius. Right. Uh so like we had seen a lot of like Hong Kong wushu kind of action movies. Uh but yeah, like the 90s were when American filmmakers were like, but what if with budgets we did as well? Yeah, right. Right. Like, you started getting the kids who grew up with, like, grindhouse movie theaters yeah. Yeah. starting to make movies. Right. Well, and weirdly, a huge part of that is Jean-Claude Van Damme bringing uh, Sui Hark and John yeah. Woo to America to direct his movies. Yeah, because the mid-90s is when John Woo started working in America. That's yeah, when with he Hard did, Target. Like, yeah, yeah, Hard Target, Broken Face Arrow, off. Face Off, The right. Mission Impossible 2. right. Yeah. And so, like, The Matrix and is like, Chow Young-Fat had become, like, a big American movie star. At right. right, yeah, yeah he'd yeah, done Bulletproof Monk yeah. and whatnot. The Crouching Tiger and all Yeah, that so, like, at this point, The Matrix has taken, like, yeah, the kung fu world and, like, the weird, like, techno future thriller world and kind of just crammed it all together with, yeah, it kind with of like gun it, fu. Like, writ large, kind of the, the, the ethos of 90s cinema, which was like, hey, all the shit that you like, just turn it into a movie. Yeah. Right. Like, it's very much in the style of, like, the Kevin Smith, Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino, kind of, like, film brats of just, like, 
Now this scene is an exploitation scene. Now this scene is a comic book scene. Yeah, yeah. the Matrix does like I think I think. Uh, well, let me just say this, uh, Mark. Is this an action movie? Yes, I think it is. And uh, finish my my point. Uh, I think the Matrix borrows from a lot of like the past, obviously, to build something completely new. Like it's very clear that like the works of specifically Robert Rodriguez, I think, are a huge thing on this, the way it's shot, the way the action is very kinetic, the way that uh, people getting shot and everything is kind of done sort of cartoonishly. Yeah. People get shot and like fly across yeah. the room and stuff like that. It's also clearly uh, influenced, especially the like real world by the works of uh, like H.R. Giger and like Alien. Like the Nebuchadnezzar is just a smaller version of the Nostromo. Nostromo. Yeah. Um, but it's great because it takes a lot of its previous influences uh, John Woo movies and all that stuff and consolidates them into something brand new and different that we'd never seen before. Yeah. And yes, there's a bunch of bullshit 90s goth techno bullshit. Right. But like every like 10 minutes or so there's a sweet kung fu fighter some guns and it's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's pretty rad. So let's do a final reviews of The Matrix. John. Uh, it makes me sad that we're never going to get a live-action Invisibles movie because this is basically it. But I do like this movie a lot and uh, hey, Nazis... Stop using Matrix references. They're not for you. Correct. Patrick. I'm not sure that Nazis are, that it's not who it's for. I remember. Oh, buddy. I'm going to hold on to not thinking too much about this movie. Uh, it just, it's so clearly applicable to, like, a trans narrative of, like, coming out. It, it is, like, <laughs> It's so really... clearly applicable to when I wake up to how women are oppressing me, John. <laughs> I was going to say, you really got to stretch and bend a lot of the metaphors in this movie. Like, you need to have that end point in mind before you start making it say that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you just have to, like, congeal the Matrix dystopia and the, uh, the Demolition Man dystopia. Yeah. That actually... <laughs> the liberals are the big squids <laughs> um, <clears throat> great movie though I mean it, it's definitely like action movie defining so you have to give it credit for that yeah Mark final review of The Matrix uh, I think this is a Mount Rushmore made, uh, action movie yeah. I yeah. think this is one you can put up there as like a, a like a, an ur text that people have pulled from since then like redefined Right. And it generally, like, killed the, like, muscle man genre of action movies. Yeah, there's it a lot really of, did. There's a lot of things that you would absolutely have to have in a modern action sequence that come directly from this film. Absolutely. Yeah. And the fact that you could cast someone based on just, like, their charisma, like... There's no fucking way Robert Downey Jr. would be an Iron Man if it wasn't for the Matrix being like, I don't know, Keanu Reeves, I guess. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. He is he's not your typical male hero. Yeah. Which is crazy because if Iron Man came out in the 90s, like early 90s, like it was supposed to, and they cast Robert Downey Jr. or something like that, they'd be like, oh, because Die Hard. Yeah. Because Bruce Willis Bruce was Willis the first. Bruce Willis was the yeah. first like schlubby kind of guy. Yeah. But, but even he was like, still like... Built. He's got the shoulders and the biceps, and he's still like that blue collar roughneck kind yeah. of. Yeah, but cake. he's like, like, but he's like balding, and he's yeah. kind of shitty, and he smokes, and he drinks. Like he's not Schwarzenegger, and he's not Stallone. But I yeah. mean, you don't want to fight him in the same way I don't want to fight a real longshoreman. 
Whereas, like, <laughs> if a, oh no no no, I'll fight Bruce Willis. No 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 no. No, I will because that that whole like longshoreman thing that is an act. act yeah. Okay, he sells Seagrams. Okay, <laughs> not even Bartles and James. In Seagram. fact, I want to see a fight between Bartles and James, the old men on that porch versus Bruce Willis. Because I guarantee you, that old men are gonna beat him to what? death. In any case, an old fat cop would definitely intimidate me in a way that Keanu. Keanu Reeves in real life never would. Sure. I mean, now Keanu Reeves would intimidate me. Well, yeah, yeah. but I mean, now is a little bit different. Like, I've seen the, I've seen the training he's done for, for John, John Wick, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. terrifying. Now's a lot different, though. <laughs> like, that Keanu Reeves still looks like Bill. Yeah. yeah. He's Ted. Ted. He's Ted. Right. Yeah, if Alex he looked Winters like Bill, that would be a problem. Real weird, yeah. Yeah. So that's going to do it for this episode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I am still Jonathan Rooney Taylor. Or am I? What is reality? I don't know, man. What is a podcast? Where is now? Whoa. Right? Don't think. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Thumbsucker Bromley, John Something's Gotta Give Rooney Taylor, and Mark Hardball Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, I don't know, wherever you get podcasts from. Leave us a rating, leave us a review. You can always get in touch with us by emailing us at bodycountsandbeer at gmail.com. Also, we have a Facebook page and a Twitter, but we almost never do anything with those, so email's the best. Thanks!